welcome back to 64 a chess podcast i am david coming at you live as always from champaign illinois that's right i've moved yet again Longtime listeners of the podcast know i was in copenhagen this time last year i was back in new york briefly recorded an episode and uh now after a turbulent summer of research and uh, a lot of other stuff i've moved i'm starting my phd here at the university of illinois uh, which a state that has uh, quite a rich uh, history of uh, college chess, actually. And so we're kicking off uh, college chess with an up-and-coming streamer in the streamer sphere. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Jules to the show. Hi, thank you so much for having me. It's my pleasure. So, yeah, I was I always am perusing the uh, the chess Twitch and just seeing, you know, who's who's streaming, who's not, and uh, saw you watch your stream. I was like, hey, this is pretty good and uh you're approaching rapidly approaching the thousand follower mark i think you're an affiliate also so that's pretty cool yeah i think i reached like 9 30 today i'm hoping to make it to 1k this week we'll see fingers we'll see yeah fingers crossed uh hopefully my podcast can help a little bit on that uh front so first thing i want to ask you is how did you get into streaming yeah so I've been on summer break. I'm currently a college streamer and I've been in the Bay, which has been incredibly um, boring. It's a lovely area, but it's where I grew up and you know how it is being back home for the summer. So I was looking for a chess club to go to since Mechanics Institute, which is a great chess club in the city, has bad parking. <laughs> it's very hard to park in the city. So I was seeing if maybe Berkeley had a chess club I could go to. Um, and I found this group called uh, the Collegiate Chess League on Discord. And I asked around and just tried to figure out if there was a club of college students in the Bay Area. And I met um, Joe, who runs the league, which is um, part of chess.com. And he suggested that I should try streaming. And I was like, wow, that sounds like a bad idea. Um, <laughs> but <laughs> he explained it a little more to me. And yeah, that's how I got in it. And now it's I've been doing, I think, consistently for about a month. What's your uh, stream schedule like? Is it every day? Yeah, I stream pretty much every day at around 2 p.m. PST, but I will usually put it in my Discord if times are changing, but I've been trying to do it pretty consistently. So you've done it for the first month. You mentioned you're a college student. Do you have any plans to continue streaming while you're in college? Oh, yeah, no, definitely. It's... I'm hoping to be able to continue it in college. I still have, un not unfortunately, <laughs> but I still have a little while to go before I graduate and I'm hoping just to continue as long as I can. I very much enjoy it. What's your favorite thing about streaming? As only a month, you seem, you seem pretty seasoned for, I, I would not have thought it was a month, to be honest, having watched. Oh, thank you. I, I definitely, I, this one's a little bit embarrassing, but um, I grew up doing pageants <laughs> and a big part of that, they used to like have us on stage and would like interview us on, they'd be like, what is your thought on uh, this random political event in this country? So you kind of get used to being on the spot, which I think helped out a little bit. Um, but yeah, I think my favorite part of streaming so far is definitely the community because chess can be a very isolated experience, especially when you're continuing as an adult and you can feel very alone, you can feel not good enough because obviously you're competing like against someone and they're your opponent, they're your enemy while you're competing against them. So it can be a very solitary experience and just being able to stream and 
meeting all these other people with similar experiences and passions to me, especially meeting like a group of college students who love what I love has just been a really fun experience. Yeah, it's I to be honest, it's funny because I just graduated like a year ago and only now I'm really finding out about this collegiate chess league. And I'm like thinking to myself, I mean, I did the college chess club where I was in school, but it wasn't like uh, we weren't playing like events and like blitz tournaments, and all that. And now that I've really found it in like the last year or so, I'm just like, what the hell? Like this, yeah. this would, you know, this would have been great. Uh, but it's, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm glad you're enjoying it. And Joe, who you mentioned, I actually, I will just tell the podcast, I'm planning on having Joe Bruin on the podcast to preview the uh, Collegiate Chess League uh, later this month or next month. So stay tuned for that, actually. Yeah. Yeah, Joe's, I, Joe's a great guy. <laughs> so you, um, have you been playing chess for a long time or is this something you picked up recently? So actually I've been playing since I was five years old. Wow. Yeah, it's it's been a while. I my sister um, was tested for ADHD, and her therapist, um, when she was very very little, told our family that she should get into a sport that could focus your mind. So my parents put her in chess, and me being like the terrible bratty little sister wanted to do it too. So I played up until I was about twelve years old, and then I recently started again. Why did you start again? I ran into, well, first I found our chess club um, at my college because I think there's been like chess clubs that start up and stop a lot, but there was finally um, one that started pretty consistently and I was going, I really wanted to improve. And another thing that was kind of random was I went to study for midterms um, one day and when I was driving, I saw like this group of people playing a bunch of chess outside a cafe um with cameras <laughs> and I was like that looks cool so I stopped and I went and I started playing uh they actually have a YouTube channel called coffee chess oh it's coffee chess yeah, no way exactly. isn't that insane and That's I had crazy. no clue I had no clue who they were I just like I walked mm -hmm. up and Carlina was like why don't you play and I was like oh my god and I had like my textbook and my like forensic psych homework and everything I was like all right and then I ended up going pretty much every week and there's nothing like getting brutally brutally beaten in chess on camera to make you want to get better so you're actually in a coffee chess episode then i'm in a few yeah and I'm wow back in that's when crazy I back. yeah did you ever end up playing like uh alexandra botez or hikaru or something like that oh no i haven't yet i'm a relative newbie this was just last semester when i found them but um, i see yeah one can one can wish because I know Hikaru like now he's back in Florida, but I know Hikaru when he was in L.A., uh, especially in the last few months, was going there a lot. Uh, so he was making a bunch of videos. So I was just curious. But that's really cool because I love the Coffee Chess channel. Uh, that's I, 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 I don't know. Maybe I've seen you and I, I never put two and two together. That's amazing. That's so funny. Wow. Small yeah, it's, world. it's been fun. <laughs> it's been so fun. Right. And uh, yeah, I. I I guess, so you said you, you came back recently. What's been the hardest thing for you in terms of coming back like to chess after a long time? I think chess players tend to naturally be perfectionists. <laughs> um, and I am too. And with most, most of the activities I've done in my life, sports, um, I'm a ballet dancer. I've always really wanted to be the best at it. And, you know, when you start something again as an adult, no matter what it is, you're kind of going to have to get over the ego attached to it. Mm -hmm. Especially, you know, I was 
I, I of course wasn't the best, but I was really good. Um, when I was younger, I was a NorCal state champion at one point for girls. Um, and I was playing really well and then coming back all of a sudden I'm on like the lower end of things. Like, I don't know what I'm doing anymore. I don't feel like, you know, I'm really at the level that I should be. And I feel very inconsistent with my play. So definitely just exploring the passion again without that competitive edge has been amazing, but it's also been difficult. And I think a lot of adult learners could probably relate to that. Was there pressure on you when you were like, let's say a kid, you know, pre 12 years old, was there pressure on you to be a good chess player? Yes and no. I, my parents have always been very loving and supportive and they're just wonderful people with whatever me and my sister choose to do. And when I told them I wanted to quit when I was 12, you know, they were very accepting of that. But, you know, when you're a kid, you don't have that kind of perspective that you do as an adult. And I'm sure going to competitions all the time, I felt a lot of pressure. I thought people were a little bit um, mean at competitions, which, you know, I also was a sensitive kid, but it did put a little bit of pressure on me then. Also, the chess world is completely different from a decade ago uh, in so many ways in America as well. So it's a great time to come back. So welcome back. Absolutely. Absolutely. So much has changed. Is that something you've kind of noticed? Like, let's say the perception of chess, because, you know, I, I'm not a, I mean, I'm a PhD student. I'm not, I wouldn't call myself, you know, college kid necessarily, uh, college kid adjacent, let's say, because I think chess has looked cool in the last few years. That wasn't true even my first year in college. Uh, that was not true. That was a nerdy game. I've told the story on the podcast before, but I remember like one time my sophomore year, I was just like, I think I was just playing chess in my room one Friday night. And someone was like, why the hell are you playing chess? Like go out with your friends. Like, that's not cool. Like somebody I just told me, they were teasing me, but and, and it's just funny because that same person over the pandemic asked me to like teach him how to play chess. Um, once it was like a cool thing. So that's like a, a great story that I, uh, you know, that I have. So, I mean, I, I just, I'm really kind of wondering about like what your perspective on like on that is oh yeah no it definitely was not cool <laughs> when i was starting um i think in junior high when i was like maybe 11 or 12 uh i would have rather done like four hours of math homework every night for 15 weeks <laughs> than tell anyone that i did chess um i was also a cheerleader at the time it was it was it was like a dirty little secret you know no one knew um and I, it was always like, I didn't know any other women who really played maybe like one or two on my team. So it, it definitely was not, <laughs> it was not cool. It did not help me uh, court the junior high dudes in my grade. <laughs> um, but now I, I don't know if I can say chess is cool now. I think, um, you know, growing up, you s stop caring, but also it's been, it's a much bigger community. I think that's what's really helped. It's like, you can go on the street and say you play chess and even if they don't play or aren't passionate about it, they'll sort of know what you're talking about. And that's been super nice. Yeah. You don't just seem like a, like a total dork anymore when you say you're a chess player. It's only a little bit of a dork. Only a little uh, bit. Exactly. Yeah. We can live with that. Uh, so you, I assume you, so you must've been playing a lot of tournaments back um, way back when. I did. I did play a lot of tournaments. Um, I went to nationals um, 
once I believe I completely lost my ID <laughs> for my for my rating and I had to start it again because it was expired anyway. But I used to compete a lot. So I, you told me when we were playing this episode, you told me that you will be playing in a tournament this weekend. I will. It's my first time in a very long time. <laughs> so so which tournament and uh, like how long is it? Yeah, it's it's a Vegas Open tournament, and it's going to be three days long. Um, I'm lucky enough to have a uh, a the chess team from University of Las Vegas um, helping me out, giving me a place to stay for that, and it's going. And I'm also going to be in the mixed partners category, um, which means I will be competing with with someone else like our scores will be averaged for a separate oh so it's a team event or something uh, we play separately but it's just a separate category you can enter for fun where you can have your your scores averaged to oh that's that. yeah that's nice yeah it's it's really fun just a really fun way to get back into it but yeah still first tournament along as you so i guess the first thing that i want to ask about this is do you have a coach i do i do so my coach uh, his name is Zach. He's Canadian. He goes by the chess nerd on Twitch and he's absolutely awesome. And I've also been getting a lot of help from the chess community as a whole. The chess nerd, I think he makes a YouTube stuff, right? Yeah, he does. Yeah. He has a YouTube channel. The videos are really funny. Really funny. Yeah. I've, I've, I have, uh, I have seen, uh, I've seen a lot of those clips. He's like blown up recently. Oh yeah. No, his, his sub count is insane. He's doing some really great stuff. And I think he's one of the only people I've ever met who's as incredibly passionate and nerdy about chess history as I am. So he's a fun guy to talk to. Yeah, that's awesome. That's great. So it's your first tournament in like, let's say a decade. Do you have, do you have, have you set like goals for yourself in terms of a result you want to attain or is it, you're just there purely for fun and the vibes? Absolutely not. I'm not going to set a goal for myself. I feel like that's just like, that's asking to fail. Yeah. Um, I, my goal is just to like, do the best that I think I can do, get used to, um, longer time controls because it's actually kind of bad. I've been so used to playing blitz that now I'll do like a 10 minute game and feel myself zoning out. So I'm just trying to get back into the, the more classical matches. How have you, um, have you been training with a, with a board? Are you playing with people over the board to prepare? Like what's your, what's your preparation regimen right now? Cause it's very soon. Oh yeah. Um, I've been trying to look into some of my opening lines because I prefer very aggressive opening lines, which is nice, but also if I don't prep, I could get um I could undergo a Botez Gambit very easily. Right, I see. So I've I've been looking into some of my opening lines again, just making sure I'm prepared for every single thing that my opponent can throw against me. And then other than that, you know just playing every day i'm streaming every day for like four hours <laughs> which means i'm playing a lot of chess i'm playing some really great opponents um so yeah that's basically it it's definitely gonna help definitely gonna help uh like playing playing a lot of chess i mean you have i don't know how much you're f following like stuff like the candidates and stuff like that but you know hikaru took third place or something playing you know not really playing too much except for like three minute blitz and he did okay you know so I oh, think yeah. you... they're, they're they're insane. The chess streamers are so crazy. I love watching them. Yeah, they are really they are really crazy. I don't know. I I did ask you about uh, you know a goal for this tournament, which I think is probably good that you know you're not aiming for some results to try and minimax. But um, 
about streaming and stuff like that, do you have any, you, you mentioned you're trying to hit a thousand followers pretty soon, but do you have any kind of big goals in terms of streaming or chess more generally? That's a great question. I feel like I'm such a Twitch newbie uh, that I'm still learning things every day. Like I, it took me, I think up until like maybe three days ago to learn what pog meant. And I had to look it up on urban dictionary. I was just like too shy <laughs> to ask people in my chat what it meant. I just kind of thought they were like teasing me. <laughs> like That's I was funny. like, all right, I guess. Um, so I've had to, I've had to look a lot of stuff up on urban dictionary. So I'm, I'm just so new to everything that right now my priority is just kind of learning how it works, what's going on. Um, but ultimately, you know, I'm really enjoying the community and I've been working a lot on, well, one of my biggest goals in chess has always been, you know, inspiring more girls to play. So I'm hoping that can eventually tie into it. Yeah, there's, I mean, there's, there's definitely a ton of avenues for you to do that, especially, you know, you get bigger and stronger uh, at this chess thing. So I'm sure you'll be able to. Yeah, exactly. And it's it's like there's two sets of skills, right? There's your set of skills as a chess player, which is incredibly important. And that's my main passion. I wouldn't be doing this if I didn't love chess. Um, but there's also your set of skills as a streamer, which I don't think a lot of people realize that they're really intertwined. Like not only is it very hard to play chess while streaming, but also just learning to connect with people, learning how to um, look at analytics, how to put content on different platforms. All of it's very new and it's definitely a skill to be developed just like learning any opening theory. Another thing I wanted to ask you, um, well, this might just be something you haven't even seen yet, but uh, how has, let's say, how has chess helped you as a college student? Or maybe because you just started this streaming thing or playing a lot of chess now, because I also have some thoughts on this myself. Um, but I, I mean, I'm curious what you think. <laughs> Sarcastically, this, um, I, I tend to procrastinate my work playing chess. So, you know, that's something I've been studying for my LSAT. Um, and I was studying up to four hours a day and then I, I started streaming and playing chess. <laughs> so it's like dwindled a little bit down to like, you know, I'm not even going to say that out loud because I'm sure my mom will listen. She'll send me like a call like, <laughs> like, what are you doing over the summer? I'll be like, uh. yeah. <laughs> but in real life, I mean, I think having a passion outside of your school is incredibly important because you can tie your self-worth to grades, especially as someone who wants to go to law school. Like it's so easy to tie your self-worth onto your grades and just having something that you can explore outside of your major is so important and it's just like a fun way to get out of there like the reason I ended up finding coffee chess was I just needed to get out of out of my college <laughs> I love them definitely it's a great college I love the people there but you know sometimes you just need to separate from the academic world and enter something else yeah no definitely I also I mean if you can study like four hours a week like the night orf uh you know then you should be able to study for LSATs you know take that same focus and put it back right I mean, that's, you would think, <laughs> yeah, you would think I have found that, um, the chess, the best thing it's taught me is patience being able oh. to just sit and yeah. Like just being able to sit and wait and think, um, was something I was never good at. I was always like, I used to play piano. Uh, I still play piano, but when I, I used to play like a lot of piano and I always tried to play things really fast. I tried to play the fastest, most complicated pieces and, and, uh, you know, I, and I, when I first started playing chess, I just wanted to play Blitz and Bullet nonstop. 
And then uh, my first coach told me, like, if you actually are serious about, you know, getting good at this chess thing, first thing you need to learn to do is slow down and deep things and stuff like that. And and over the years, you know, now playing chess, uh, this year will be like my fourth year or something. Um, yeah, I'm approaching my, probably my, yeah, my fourth full year playing chess seriously. Like, um, I've learned how to slow down with a lot of things. And I think that's been a great thing for me. That's awesome. I, I definitely relate to that. Um, I have a theory that a lot of chess players, especially really good chess players are ADHD. I was like, I got diagnosed with ADHD in college and looking back on it, it makes sense because, you know, we all have like an intense hyper-focus on this one, like really niche passion. And at the same time, like, it's very easy to get tied up into the into the blitz games and the fast controls so i know what you mean it definitely forces you to take a step back and really try to focus your attention on something that might not always be immediately rewarding yeah i that i think that's like very well said right i mean i don't know if i have adhd uh i <laughs> it's an interesting theory um but uh i i think that's very well said right like like, and, and I also think that probably chess is good if you do have ADHD. Again, not that I would know, but uh, I mean, really, you, if you want to like succeed at chess, you need to like be able to focus and focus your attention on, on something and on different areas. And, and so that, that is like, uh, that, that is something that I think, and that's something I think is good for everybody, quite frankly, why I think everybody should learn a little bit of chess. Oh, definitely, especially kids. Are you getting your, uh, like your college friends, are you like trying to pull them into the collegiate chess league world and trying to like pull them down the down the spiral ruin their grades absolutely yes i'm i'm so mad about it i know when i go back to a school which is very very soon i will be like pressuring them in person which will be easier but one of my chess friends has a girlfriend now and that's just crazy to me because chess players don't date we all know that And I haven't been able to reach them. I keep like texting them and sending them games and I'm like, oh, just answer me, please. So I'll, I'll make them do it when, when we get back in person, but definitely I'm going to suck some people into this absolutely all consuming lifestyle for sure. And I also, um, there've been some of my like really close friends who've helped me by, um, coaching a nonprofit I was running for a bit, uh, and they've been coaching chess there. So I'm going to try to see if I can swipe them in as well. You, can you explain a little? This is a nonprofit for chess? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so it's called Check Like a Girl. And I started it a few years back, and it's been running on and off depending on uh, when I get funding from my school. Um, and when we have enough funding, we'll, we'll pay college students to offer basically free chess lessons for girls from ages like 6 to 13 um, just to encourage them to play. They're usually like very beginning, um, just learning to move the pieces and everything, learning basic strategy, because chess can be extraordinarily expensive and it can be very intimidating as a girl, because I was there, uh, to be in a classroom full of only boys. So we've, we've just been working on that for a while and just trying to run it whenever we can get the funding for it. It's, it's been a really great experience. Yeah, in a way, it's kind of a, it's, well, it's not really a shame, but it, it it would be interesting for me to know, like, when you come back from this tournament, what is the the gender balance like? Um, Because I would mean, I was in Denmark the last year and, and, you know, Denmark is considered a very egalitarian country. And I think in the Federation, it's something like less than 3% of the players are women or girls. 
Yeah, which you wouldn't expect. Um, and there's actually something about this in uh, Jennifer Shahadi's, who I've had on the podcast, actually. Um, shout out, Jen. Um, you're the best. Uh, but yeah, there is something about this in her book, actually, about like some very highly, you know, egalitarian countries uh, when it comes to their chess federations have like very, very low turnout, which is it is surprising. Fascinating. I've been meaning to, I'm a huge fan of her, so I've been meaning to download her audiobook, actually. It's an amazing uh, book. I, it is really, really a phenomenal book. Uh, I, I can't recommend it enough. Um, yeah, it's, I, I enjoyed it so much. And um, I, I read it like twice. I read it on the plane also, on my plane back home from uh, from Europe. I came, yeah, that, that was just like, I have it on my phone, actually, like the the audio, not not the ebook, I should say. So, so yeah. Um, yeah, but th that's like one of those things that I'm really kind of surprised by because countries that you wouldn't always consider, uh, like, you know, that you know that don't have, let's say, the Western standards or whatever. Like, let's say a country like Georgia, you know, which is in like the Russo sphere, they have so many more like women in chess. They have a rich history of like Georgian chess players dominating women's chess, but. Uh, yeah, nevertheless, I mean, I, I, I do, I did find that very interesting being in Europe and kind of not seeing that. So anyway, that's a long way of me. Yeah, it is. That's a long way of me saying like, I'm really curious, like sample of one, of course, but like what, you know, an average tournament in the United States is like now compared to like 10 years ago, pre Queens Gambit, pre COVID, pre all that stuff. Yeah, I would be very curious too. I'm also excited to kind of see how the dynamic changes in like scholastic versus adult tournaments. Um, so we will see, I, I'm, I will report back to you. This is going to be really interesting at least. I'm very excited for you though. Cause I, I mean, I remember my first tournament and I was only playing online like for over a year and I went to my first tournament and didn't win a single game. Um, my first tournament after COVID, I lost like 10 out of 11 games. So, uh, so, you know, it, it, you know, it's, it's an adjustment, but thankfully you have a lot of tournament experience. You just got to mentally dial it back to you know when you were a state champion and you'll crush everybody i'm sure oh absolutely hopefully we'll see maybe not um but i definitely have something that i had didn't have when i was younger which is just like a lot of support from a bunch of different people in the community literal like there's even an nm his name is nicholas tice he's great who like even offered to help me go over like sveshnikov theory like people have been so helpful they understand how scary it is everyone's just been like very supportive and it makes it all a lot easier than it would be if I was going through it alone. Yeah, of course. And at the end of the day, you're not, it's not like you're playing a world championship, you know, it just, I think it's, it's going to be really fun. I'm very excited for you. It seems like it's a great tournament to great, like, you know, being in Vegas, you know, also, <laughs> you know, 23 in Vegas can't be, can't be not fun. Right. So it will be my first time being in Vegas as someone over the legal age, but not that I can really do anything with it. I've never been to Vegas, so I wouldn't, I wouldn't know, you know, <laughs> I've never been. That's like, uh, you know, maybe if I get into poker, I'll go, I'll go to Vegas, but, uh, oh, it's so nerdy, like turn, turn 21 and go to Vegas to play chess. So fun. Yeah. It's yeah. It's, I mean, it's the dream, honestly. Oh yeah. yeah that's how you know you're cool. Yeah, so another thing I wanted to ask you, this is very recent news. Um, today, chess.com bought the Play Magnus group, or it announced that it will, and then apparently it's all but confirmed that it will be bought. They made, they made an offer. Uh, I guess apparently the like the valuation for Play Magnus group is like $81 million, um, which 
is crazy. I would not expect it to be that high. Um, I don't know how much you, I know you play on chess.com, you play Arena Kings and stuff like that, and I watch your streams, but um, I don't know if you have any thoughts about this because you're like the first person in chess that I'm really asking about this. Yeah, no, I'm a huge business nerd. Like I'm a huge statistic nerd. You'll always find me like looking over my Twitch analytics and stuff and making like a little nerdy Excel spreadsheet. So I love this. Um, and I've also been very active on chess Twitter. And it's definitely, if anyone's been on Twitter today, it's kind of crazy. Uh, all the different thoughts and opinions. I definitely don't know if I'm the most um, knowledgeable person on this, but just like from a, a chess player's perspective as someone who's been using chess.com for years and Chessable, which I think is owned by um, mm -hmm. PMG. I'm owned by Play Magnus Group, apparently. So you are okay. <laughs> Magnus owns you now. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Don't we all wish? I mean, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'm yeah. I'm sponsored by Chessable. I I forgot to give them a shout out, but Chessable's been sponsoring the podcast uh, for the last uh, couple of months, and they've helped me a lot. So um, yeah, but now apparently everything's going to change because now instead of Big Magnus, it's it's Big Danny and. Uh, you know, big Robert Hess are going to be funding me. So it's excited. Oh, no, it's so exciting. I had like the most embarrassing experience when I first started streaming. It was like my second week streaming. And um, apparently uh, Danny Wrench went in, came into my my uh, Twitch, my live, and um, everyone was like talking about him. And I didn't know who he was. <laughs> so I was just like sitting there and they're all like, they're like telling me to say something. I'm just like, are you an IM? Are you an NM? Do you play chess? Yeah. And I was like, oh no. And then I did the research and I clicked. I'm like, oh my God, no, I've seen this guy's content. I like, I've followed him for years. I just like, my brain is on like 20 different things when I'm streaming and playing blood. So that was very funny. Um, yeah, but I think it's a great business decision personally. Like from just from a business perspective, it makes a lot of sense. Like the one thing that chess.com really can't offer is what like Chessable offers um, definitely one thing chess.com has been great at and also Twitch is all of a sudden providing chess players like these brilliant chess players who are in the world with a reasonable way to make money. Because if you think about it, every other profession, the top, you know, 0.01% in their field will be earning the income equal to their work and talent, except for in chess, like you can have someone working their whole life on this and still struggling to get by. And what Twitch has done and what chess.com has done is like, made this a lucrative profession again so people can pursue it without having to worry about you know other factors like making enough money or you know naturally having wealthy parents which is really really cool and you also don't have to be like the best of the best to to you know be successful in chess which is also i think very important um right like you don't have to be the most technically gifted chess player you just if you're a good entertainer and you like chess that's also like good enough, which I think is fantastic. Um, my friend Trim, uh, shout out Trim, uh, he works for chess.com. He, I met him in Copenhagen and we lamented, we would play, we would play coffee. We would drink coffee and play chess, not play coffee <laughs> and drink chess. So sometimes it was like that. Um, but we did lament cause you know, I had just gotten my sponsorship with chessable and he was working for chess.com. So we would always joke that we're like enemies. And we did like say that this past year in chess was very weird that you had like the rapid chess championship with all these strong grandmasters playing online and Magnus wasn't there. And then in the Magnus events, the Magnus tour, let's say Hikaru, like one of the best blitz players in the world, he's not there. And to me, that made no sense. Like, so I'm very, very, very glad that in that sense that these two companies are coming together because it does feel great that now 
all the world's best players will be under the same umbrella playing chess together, which I think is good. But one thing that I always thought Chess24 did really well was commentary and being able to actually follow events because with all due respect to chess.com, like their events page, like following tournaments is a nightmare. Like I just did commentary um, for Dina Belenkaya. She was playing in the Olympiad. I was doing, I did a couple of days of commentary with her uh, while she was playing. I was doing commentary on her games and it was impossible on chess.com to actually follow her games. I was like checking the moves on chess24 and putting them in on chess.com. Like that was ridiculous to me. Um, so like it's, it is nice. I, I hope they can put their brains together and make something that people can actually follow these major events with. Yeah, it's, it's so cool. Like I think everyone thought the wave of chess as an esport was hitting its peak um, during like the Queen's Gambit time. I don't think so. Like, I think this is a great opportunity to really see it grow beyond that and really look at like chess as an esports seriously, putting these two really great minds, um, just like the p- pure power of Magnus Carlsen, uh, along with like the wallet, <laughs> the wallet and just broad reach of chess.com. It's going to be really interesting. I'm very much looking forward to it. And I think like streamers, especially college streamers, uh, one of the great reasons to be in the CCL, uh, it's, by the way, going to plug this for Joe. I'm sure he'll do it himself, but uh, they have a Discord that if you're a college student, anyone can join. Highly recommend um, you go to it. It's just a great supportive network, but this we're on the ground floor of this, I think, and it's just like a great time to get in on this. It's a great time to really explore this if you know, you're passionate about chess. So I'm I'm excited to be here and see how this goes down. Yeah, you definitely came at the right time. I mean, I'm I'm really curious to see myself. I'm really curious to see what actually happens on the operational front. Like, I hope that there aren't, you know, layoffs and stuff like that. But you you really just never know. You know, a big two companies, big companies merging, uh, doing a lot of the same things. I mean, I, it, it will be very, very interesting to see how this plays out um, in terms of, like, the chess politics sphere. But I think fundamentally, like, if you're a chess player and you've missed watching Magnus play in these, like Title Tuesday, he played in Title Tuesday yesterday. I don't know if you ever watched Title Tuesday. The minute I saw on the notification on Twitch, Magnus Carlsen in Title Tuesday, I rushed, I dropped everything I was doing. I sat at my computer for like two hours and just started following his games. So I think that is a fundamentally good thing. Oh yeah, and it's and Chess just has such a loyal audience. I think, you know, I think Chess.com is gonna try to become a social media um platform or more so of it and i think that would be really fascinating because it's just so cool it's fascinating to think that all these you know great chess players are also great entertainers are you like, on chess tv so cool. have you oh no not yet i'm hoping one day we'll we'll see i'm still a little bit new but um again fingers crossed we'll see is that something you apply for or is uh like how does yeah. do you know how that works okay so have you applied yeah, so everyone can be a community streamer. You just have to link your your Twitch to your chess.com. Mm-hmm. But you have to apply specifically to be one of their um, partner streamers where they'll, you know, help you out, uh, get you on chess TV. And mostly people do that when they have um, more of an established audience. But I've applied. I've talked to a few people. And we'll, we'll see as it keeps going. I, I hope to eventually be a part of that. Yeah, I th- that would be that would be phenomenal, and uh, I, yeah, I really hope that your channel keeps growing. I'm still amazed that you've only done this for a month. Uh, I th- you know, you seem like you seem like you're really good at the streaming thing, and uh, I think the sky's the limit for you. So just keep it up and and just keep enjoying the game, and and uh, I'm I'm really excited to see where where it goes from here.
Thank you so much. Yeah, it's, it's definitely been a learning experience. There's, I had my funniest uh, Twitch story is when I got this um, GIF to play every time someone like redeemed a reward where Shrek would like dance on the screen for like three seconds and All-Star would play, except I didn't really figure out how to do that correctly with my Twitch. So when I um, clicked the button, All-Star instead played a full blast on my, um, my, my headphones for about 35 minutes. Oh my goodness. Really drowning me out. I couldn't hear anything other than that. I couldn't stop it because I was like in Blitz games. I was just like hearing this over and over and over Jeez. again, repeating full blast. Um, so it's, it's been experienced, but I feel like I finally got a handle, uh, a handle on it and I'm glad to see where it goes to. Yeah. And it's, I, like I said, I think, you know, sky's the limit and, uh, and, uh, yeah, I think you also, by the way, best of luck with, uh, you know, your year or, you know, I guess your senior year, uh, plus some change, yeah, right? You. Yeah. So best of luck with that. And, uh, don't forget to follow Jules on Twitch, twitch.tv slash Jules Gambit. Uh, it's in the description. You have YouTube as well. I do. I do. It's also Jules Gambit. I'm just getting started with it. Um, and TikTok. Yeah. And TikTok. I'm, I'm on all of it. Those are, yeah. those are for fun, for sure. And it's, it's all the same handle, all those things? Uh, yeah, it's all the same handle. Fantastic. So, you know, I'll link all that down. I think you're going to be the first TikTok link I actually put in my podcast uh, bio. Really? So that's, yeah. You I heard have- it first like get on get on tiktok chess players come on i actually just deleted my tiktok but that's a whole other yeah i love tiktok but i just it was too distracting it can be addicting for sure yeah which i think is fair yeah um so yeah and thanks as always for listening sorry for the hiatus i'm I'm glad to be back there's gonna be a lot more episodes some huge announcements coming end of the year so stay tuned uh keep giving me those streams uh you know just kidding i don't really care but uh i always appreciate the the support and the listens and uh i'll see you guys uh soon probably very soon i think i'm gonna record in the next few days so see you guys soon thanks for listening and take it easy